Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. This is an English summary, a just and a translation of the Majlis of Hazrat Mawlana Qamarul Zaman Sahab Tamul Barakatuhum, which took place on Friday, the 2nd of Rajab 1443, corresponding with the English date 4th of February 2022. This Majlis took place at the residence of Hazrat Wala Damud Barakatuhum after the Ishraq Salat. Hazrat Wala opens up this majlis and starts off by quoting the ayat of the Quran in Majid, Utluma uhiya ilayka min al kitab wa aqimis salah. Thereafter, Hazrat Wala goes on to say that the Quran Pak was recited now before I started speaking, and uh, the reciter, his physical appearance is close to that of Hazrat Abrar al Haqsa, and he spent uh, a lot of time with him. As well, Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq and the hidayat of carrying out haqiqi tilawat, genuine tilawat. Hazrat Mawlana Shah Wasiullah Sahib, right at the end of his life, this became his overpowering article and subject matter which he used to share with all the ulama who used to come. That he used to say that for how long are we going to stay in, in, in lisani tilawat? And he even chose people for that particular maqsad and objective that you should now start reciting uh, genuinely, haqiqi tilawat. So Allah Ta'ala commands Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam utlu ma ilayka min al-kitab Read of what is revealed to you of the book. Alama Baizawi, Hazardwala quotes, he writes that utlu, recite, what is revealed to you of the book? Taqarruban ilallahi bitilawatihi. The Quran is read as a means of proximity to Allah. Watahafudan li alfazihi. Its recitation ensures the preservation of its words. Now, obviously, its preservation will be realized when it is read. Wa istikshafan li and to fathom its meanings. If something is read over and over again, of course, you're going to get proximity. And what will happen? By recitation, the words will be preserved and reading it over, over, over again, you would start to fathom and understand the deep meanings of the Qur'an. Hazrat Manana Shah Wasiullah Sahib also adds one more point and he used to say, To experience enjoyment from its recitation. A person recites Qur'an, He's been commanded to recite Quran. Why? So that he can get enjoyment from its recitation. And lastly, Hazardwala saying that my beloved had said that. So I'm adding one point from my side also. We also recite so that we can follow. We read the Quran as a way of following the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hazrat Shah Wasiullah Sahib used to read one manzil every day. He used to go out uh, with the rickshaw, you know we say tafri, just to go and take his stroll and a walk. But all of that was in the name so that he could complete his tilawat, uh, specified tilawat for the day. In Itqan, it is mentioned that at least recite half a juz a day. Now, if you calculate that, within uh, two months, you would make a khatam of the Qur'an. 
Hazrat Maulana Shah Wasiullah Sahib used to recite and he would recite. Sometimes he would say to me, Khamru Zama, today I have recited tomorrow's manzil already. Today I have recited it. He would be so overjoyed. And sometimes when his wazifa of reciting one manzil for the day could not be completed, you could understand the effects of it by just looking at him and understanding. Allahu Akbar. Hazrat Maulana Shah Wasiullah Sahib used to say, that there is some amount of attention to hadith, but not to the Qur'an-i-Majid. Mawlana Abrarul Haq had turned the attention of people towards the Qur'an so much, so much he had done that. I can quote to you what is written in the kitabs that the people of Torah, the Habuha, they started writing the Qur'an uh, and inscribing it in gold, but it was all artificial. There was no recitation. There was nothing due to which everything was lost. Hazrat Wala says, Our Hazrat Maulana Shah Wasiullah Sahib used to say, Nobody knows the translation of Alif Lam Meem. Nobody knows that translation. Then too, we are reciting and we are getting the reward of it. Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahimahullah, sees Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a vision and he asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that bima ataqarrabu ilayk how will I gain proximity to you? So Allah ta'ala says to him bitilawati kalami by reciting my speech. Imam Ahmad rahimahullah asked bifahmin aw bila fahmin with understanding or without understanding Allah Ta'ala said bifahmin aw bila fahmin whether with understanding or without understanding proximity is achieved through recitation Allahu Akbar So I have in front of me the Asharu Qawaid fi tazkiyatin nufus the 10 principles in reforming the nafs. The fourth principle that we go through today is actually where is it? I think it is the third, that's it. It is the third principle which is the uh, reading of the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ بَعَثَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِّنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ يَتْلُوهُ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ Allah bestowed a favor. Allah bestowed a favor on the believers when He sent in their mats a messenger from amongst themselves. He recites to them His verses and purifies them from shirk and other evils and teaches them the book and things of benefit. Now the Qur'an is one of the greatest things for the purification of the nafs. After all, it is a book of purification. Its source, its fountain and its basis the person who wants purification of his self should seek it through the quran hazrat ibn abbas radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma said dhamina allahu laman attaba'a alquran alla yadilla fi dunya wa la yashqa fi alakhirah thumma tala faman attaba'a hudaya 
Allah Ta'ala guarantees the person who follows the Quran that he will not go astray in this world nor suffer misery in the year after. He then quoted the ayat of the Quran, then he who follows my guidance will neither go astray nor fall into misery. Allah Ta'ala then too says in another ayat of the Quran, Ya ayyuhan nas, qad ja'atkum maw'idhatum bin rabbikum wa shifa'un lima fissudur wa hudaw wa rahmatun lil mu'mineen. O people, an admonishment, an admonition, admonition, has come to you from your sustainer a cure for the disease that is in the hearts, a guidance and a mercy to Muslims. Qala ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, al-Qur'an huwa shifa'u tam min jami'i al-adwa al-qalbiyya wal-badaniyya wa adwa al-dunya wal-akhirah. Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah says the Quran is a complete cure for all spiritual and physical maladies of this world and of the year after. Now, Hazrat Anwi rahimahullah ta'ala used to say regarding both of them, Allama Ibn Qayyim and Allama Ibn Taymiyyah, that both of them were Sufis, however, Khashin, a coarse and a hard type of uh, Sufi. Allah Ta'ala says in another ayat of the Qur'an, الَّذِينَ آتَيْنَاهُمُ الْكِتَابِ يَتْلُونَهُ حَقَّ تِلَاوَتِهِ أُولَٰئِكَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِهِ Those people to whom we have given the book, the Qur'an, they recite it as it ought to be recited. It is they who have conviction in it. Reciting the Qur'an as it ought to be recited entails reading it. Reciting it from memory, understanding it, pondering over it and practicing on it. This is how it was explained by the Sahaba radiyallahu ta'ala anhum and the tabi'een. قال ابن مسعود رضي الله تعالى عنه كان الرجل منا إذا تعلم عشر آيات لم يجاوزهن حتى يعرف معانيهن والعمل بهن. Ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu ta'ala and said, When one of us, meaning the Sahaba, learnt ten verses, he would not learn any more until he would not learn any more until he knows the meaning of these ten and practices on them. Now reading the Quran without understanding its meaning or practicing on his teaching is not considered to be reading in the true sense of the word. This is why Sayyidina Fuzail ibn Ayaz rahimahullah ta'ala used to say, إِنَّمَا نَزَلَ الْقُرْآنُ الْيُعْمَلَ بِهِ فَاتَّخَذَ النَّاسُ قِرَاءَتَهُ عَمَلًا The Qur'an was actually sent down that it may be practiced upon, but people made its reading an action. They made its reading the amal in itself. Now, when Allah Ta'ala honors His servant with the ability of uh, to read the Qur'an, ponder over it and impose on himself to practice on it, he will acquire a full share of tazkiyah and uh, purification. Hazrat Muslih al-Ummat, Hazrat Mawlana Shah Wasiullah Sahib rahimahullah writes in Tilawat al-Qur'an. What does he write? 
He says that the ulama say that even if the Quran is read without understanding, it will earn its reader rewards. Hazrat Mullah Ali Qari rahimahullah ta'ala said, قال ابن حجر أما الثواب على قراءته فحاصل لمن فهم ولمن لم يفهم بالكلية Alama ibn Hajar said, Every person is rewarded for reading the Qur'an, irrespective of whether he understands it or does not understand at all. This is because he is, after all, uttering the words of the Qur'an with his tongue, and this is an act of worship in itself. But this does not apply to other forms of dhikr. Only the person will be rewarded for them who understands what he is reading. However, this point is questionable because rejecting reward for general forms of dhikr which are read without understanding requires proof from the Quran and Hadith. If Qiyas logic demands, if not, Qiyas demands that there be no difference between them in the reward itself, even if there are differences in the reward between reading the Quran and reading something else, and reading with understanding and without understanding. Alama ibn Hajar, rahimahullah, was a distinguished and eminent scholar whose opinions are furnished by scholars as evidence, as dalil and quoted in their writings. Hazrat Mullah Ali Qari rahimahullah quoted his statement and did not refute it as he normally does. He maintained this view. This shows that Mullah Ali Qari rahimahullah holds the same view. That is, a person receives reward for the actual reading of the Quran even if it is without understanding. Yes, it is another, another matter that he will receive more reward if he reads it with understanding that's another matter all altogether. Now, no matter what, the actual reward for reading cannot be uh, denied. Now, just now, we quoted to you from the Kitab, Tilawat Quran of Hazrat Muslihul Ummah, Hazrat Manana Shah Wasiullah Sahab's Kitab. Now, I'll tell you about that Kitab. Hazrat Manana Shah Wasiullah Sahab spoke about this the entire Ramadan, Hazrat Wala is saying that those articles and that was, in that time, what was the facilities? I don't even think there was a recorder at that time. Maybe afterwards it actually came. It was written, so much of mehnat was made, put together, etc. And additions and subtractions. And when I presented it to Hazrat Manana Shah Wasiullah Sahib, he said, he said that Qamru Zama, you have you have collected and put together this work of mine. It was his work. I just put it together. He said, you have put it together. Such a work has now been compiled that whoever goes through this book will become a sahib and nisbat, the one who becomes the grand bearer. He becomes the bearer of the grand connection, the grand connection, the nisbat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, when I went to Dubai, a kitab was presented to me, a very thick. And after it was presented also, the person says, but that small risala of Hazrat Shah Wasiullah Sahib, that's just something else. That's just 
something else. So we spoke a bit about the Quran. Now the Quran is there on one side, side by side. We will just discuss the perfect example of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Now Allah Taala says, "لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُو اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرَ وَذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا." That there is a good example for you in the Messenger of Allah for him who hopes to meet Allah and fears the last day and remembers Allah a lot. Alama Ibn Kathir rahimahullah writes, هذه الآية الكريمة This verse أصل كبير في التأسي برسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم في أقواله وأفعاله وأحواله This verse is a major principle for emulating the words, actions and life conditions of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الحسن رحمه الله قال قوم على عهد النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إنا نحب ربنا فأنزل الله تعالى هذه الآية قل إن كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يحببكم الله حسن بصري رحمه الله said some people in the time of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم said we love our sustainer الله تعالى then revealed this verse say if you love Allah, then follow me. Allah will love you. So the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam carried out so much of ibadat that his feet became swollen. When he was told about this, that you are forgiven. Start to end. Why would you do this? And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam replied, Afala akuna abdan shakura? If... I mean, you're saying that, and that is the reality. So then should I not be a thankful servant to Allah that He has done this to me and He has granted me all of this? Allahu Akbar. Andari ra, mi kharash mi tarash, ta dame akhir, dame farigh mabash. In this path, there would be blood, sweat, trials, tribulations, men that you'll have to make. And right till the end, do not leave yourself idle. Someone said to Sayyidina Junaid al-Baghdadi, rahimahullahu ta'ala, that certain certain person left his wazifa, he left his a'mal, and he's saying he's become wasil, he has reached. So Sayyidina Junaid, rahimahullah, replies so beautifully, he says, yes, most definitely he has reached. However, he's wasil he has reached, yes, the brinks and the borders of Jahannam. So following Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and emulating him is a proof of the genuineness of one's love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is because following Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, walking in his footsteps and moving on his fixed course are the essences of of tazkiyah and purification it is not possible listen to this it is not possible to acquire it without adopting whatever rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam brought 
Then the author, Arab Alim, is writing, In every era, the chiefs of inequity have been innovating incorrect ways which claim to purify the selves, the nafs, the nufus. Culture, the hearts, strengthen the bond with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and making various other claims. They advise severing one's bonds with congregations and groups and living in solitude and in dark places. They prescribe the repetition of certain forms of dhikr, specific words and claim to uh, purify culture and nurture the nafs and various other baseless claims. Hazrat Wala thereafter remarks and he says, We were in Bombay once and Hazrat Maulana Shah Wasiullah Sahib sent me and he said, You see that person there who is the son of certain certain sheikh? Go and tell him. Go and tell him that people have lost the path and went astray because they abandoned the awrad, the practices of Rasulullah and chose the practices of their forefathers. Thereafter, there was another sheikh just in close proximity right in front of Hazrat Maulana Shah Wasiullah Sahib and he made him verify that. And he said to him, Is that not so? Is that not so? And he made him verify the fear. That was his andaz and his uh, style. يقول العلامة ابن قيم رحمه الله تزكية النفوس أصعب من علاج الأبدان وأشد. علامة ابن قيم رحمه الله said the purification, the تزكية of the nafs is more difficult and more arduous than physical treatment of the body. Therefore, فمن زكى نفسه بالرياضة والمجاهدة والخلوة التي لم يجئ بها الرسل هو كالمريض الذي يعاجل يعالج نفسه برأيه. The person who tries to purify himself through spiritual exercises, striving and solitude which was not done by the Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam is like a person who tries to treat himself through his own opinions. وَأَيْنَ يَقَعُ رَأْيُهُ مِنْ مَعْرِفَةِ How can his opinion ever compare to the knowledge of a doctor? Now come on, you tell me. For Rusul, Atibbaul Qunub, the messengers are physicians of the hearts. فَلَا سَبِيلَ إِلَىٰ تَزْكِيَتِهَا وَصَلَاحِهَا إِلَّا مِنْ طَرِيقِهِمْ they cannot be purified and rectified without following the path of the Anbiya alayhi musalatu wassalam. Wa'ala aidihim and placing one's hands in their hands. Wabimahdil inqiyad at taslimi lahum wallahul musta'an and by submitting to uh, by submitting oneself to them alone we seek. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's uh, assistance. Wa'idhan, the Arab alim goes on to quote and he says, فَجَمِيعُ الْأَعْمَالِ Furthermore, all actions الَّتِي لَيْسَ عَلَيْهَا أَمْرُ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ مَرْدُودٌ عَلَى صَاحِبِهَا كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ مَنْ عَمِلَ عَمَلًا لَيْسَ عَلَيْهِ أَمْرُنَا فَهُوَ رَدٌ أي 
مردود على صاحبه Furthermore, all actions which are not in line with the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are flung back into the person who does them. It, it is flung back onto him. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Anyone, anyone who does something which is not from or of our way is rejected. It will be flung back at him. قال الإمام سفيان بن عيينة رحمه الله إمام سفيان بن عيينة رحمه الله said إن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم هو الميزان الأكبر رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم is the greatest scale he is the greatest criterion فعليه تعرض الأشياء على خلقه وسيرته وهجه فما وافقها فهو الحق Everything is presented to that criterion, to that great scale, to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is, everything is compared to his character, his life and his ways. Whatever corresponds with it is the truth and whatever opposes it, it is falsehood. Nevertheless, the author then completes this particular usul by saying this anyone anyone wanting to purify and make tazkiyah of himself will have to impose compliance emulation and following rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam upon himself he will have to impose that he will have to be guarded against Innovations, bid'at, fabrications and innovated ways which their proponents claim to purify the selves and the nafs. In fact, Allama Shatibi has uh, written, so yeah, we understand well that the path, the tariq is the path of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the objective and the destination is the rida and the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, Allama Shatibi writes in Muwafaqat that there was a certain person who was a mashhur bil wilaya, very famous that he was a great wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, the Buzruk and the saint goes. And he says, let me go and spend time with him. Let me go and see this great wali. He hardly reaches him and he notices that he spits in the direction of the Qibla. That person turns away there and then, not even meeting him, and says that if this is his action, his amal towards one sunnah, what can I say about the other sunnahs of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam? How will he be uh, safeguarding them, upholding them, etc.? So ittiba'i sunnat is something which is of utmost importance. Hazatanwi rahimahullah made mumahad. He prepared everything. He made it murattab. He made it so easy. All according to the Quran and the Hadith. The proper usul. Read Qasdus Sabil and you will be able to understand. In Ta'alimuddin, Hazatanwi has written, Miyare inkar bar... Sehshay Bayad, that 
the foundation of this work is based on three fundamentals kitabullah wa sunnat rasul wa sirat salaf it is based on the quran e majid the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the sirat the way our pious predecessors lived lived it practiced on it this quran and the sunnah so this type of ulum allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it common throughout the entire world and he brings the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam onto this path of sunnah and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open the path of salvation and uh the path of salvation and success for us rabbana taqabbal minna innaka antas samiul alim wa tub alayna innaka antat tawwabur rahim bi hurmati sayyidin nabiyyil karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam